Good afternoon and welcome to the show. So I'm really excited about this one, folks. Two hours, that's right. Simply Real Estate, our, uh, this is our season, end of season show that we're having. And I'm going to have uh, a little bit later on in the hour, I'm going to have Greg Bennell join me. And he is from BNN Bloomberg. We're going to be talking about the markets and what is going to be happening for the next little while. But um, I'm going to open up the phone lines right now because I want to hear from everyone. A 416 872 1010. Uh, a couple questions I'm going to ask you today, and I want to uh, I want to find out uh, a few things. First and foremost, what do you think of 2018? Was it a good real estate market? And what about 2019? Where are we going? But one of the more important questions I think that I want to ask, because you know every year we try to analyze our realtors worth their commission, and when the market was absolutely screaming along back in 2017, 2016, I had a lot of people you know would call in and say, Hey, Todd, you know why are realtors still charging so much? for commissions when they really don't have to do anything. Well, you know what? Full stop breaks get hit in the market and now it takes a little bit more work. You know, people are back to work now and when they're trying to sell a house. So the question is, is do you believe realtors are now worth their commission or how much commission should you be paying a realtor? And uh, there's been a lot of new things popping up lately as far as, you know, what people can do in the marketplace. So 416-872-1010. You can text me here at 7 1010. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to hear from you uh, this hour. Um, lots going on though. Uh, some latest stats that are coming out uh, just recently this week. They're saying that the average cost of a one bedroom rental in Toronto hits $2,260, $2,260 per month. So the rental market is doing exceptionally well, unless of course you are a tenant. And so we're keeping our, our eyes on the market. And uh, one of the things that of course Toronto has is a inventory problem. You know, I talk about it all the time here on the show, and uh, we seem to be uh, we seem to be struggling with inventory. And the government really has not found a a decent way to get around. Four one six eight seven two ten ten. The phone lines are going to be open uh, for the next two hours. And uh, if you have any questions, I would be happy to answer them. Um, one of the things that also um, I think uh, I want to make sure everybody knows is that uh, we've got a seminar coming up with the uh, with the Simple Investor coming up on January the 18th. And uh, that's going to be the first one of the year for 2019. And you can find out who makes the best tenant. And, uh, you know, I don't know if everybody realizes, uh, you know, who does or, for that matter, what it takes to find a good tenant. It's uh, It's been a real struggle for some people that have been investing in real estate. So uh, 416-872-1010. We've got uh, our phone lines open. would love to hear from you. Find out what's going on uh, in the actual market itself. Now... One of the other things that we need to talk about, of course, is what happened with a condominium when they were thinking of uh, turning around and putting in a security camera. You know, were they allowed to do it? Could they just do it automatically? So a condo board can install security cameras at its own discretion without the owner's approval. That's right. You can have your uh, your condominium uh, board turn around. They will put in cameras without you having to go to a meeting and voting on it. So this is one of those things that I think people have to be made aware of when having condominiums. There's certain things that a condominium board can do. Um, and uh, you know what? It's it's kind of an interesting point. So um, I'm going to go to David. Uh, he's on the line and uh, he's uh, talking about agents commission. And uh, David, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? Good, thanks. 
So what do you think? Do they sometimes overcharge or are they worth every penny they get? Uh, let me give you a perfect example. They overcharge sometimes. I put up a house for sale. I did all the work myself. I did all the staging, everything myself. And as soon as he put the sign up, my house was sold. He didn't do a virtual tour, nothing, and it was also sold. And I had to pay him, what, that almost 30000 Okay, so David, I have a, I have a question for you. Do you do you live in the GTA area? Are you are you local? Yeah, I live in GTA area. Okay, and your house it, it, did it sell within a day, six days, a week? A day. A day. All righty. And was that recently? Ah, uh, about two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, okay. So, what do you think about today? Do you think it would sell in a day today, or do you think that maybe it would take a little bit longer? No, like probably not because so much I've changed. So. Okay, so if if your agent had to list a property today, do you think they have to work a little bit harder, spend a little bit more money on it? Honestly, I don't think so because with social media, so much things happening now, you know. Okay, well, listen, David, thanks for your call. Really appreciate it, and um, you know what? Good luck next time when you hire an agent. Hopefully, they'll do a little bit more for you. So. Um, so, folks, you know, that's uh, that's a kind of a common thread, though, when we talk about uh, realtors and selling properties. You know, one of the things that a lot of people need to focus on, of course, is the fact that, you know, is your house ready to sell? Do you have to do anything to it? You know, how much are you trying to get? Are you, you know, are, are you going in low to maybe get multiple offers? This was one of the things. And when David mentioned, you know, it was two years ago, I agree that market was about as hot as we've seen it. And quite frankly, it was a lot easier to sell properties. But the question is, today, are realtors worth their commission today? I'm not talking about two years ago. So 416-872-1010, or you can text me here at 71010. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this that perhaps, you know, our realtor is going to have to work a little bit harder right now to be able to get properties sold. You know, it was interesting because one of the things that I always like to do is I follow all of the, the different boards throughout the GTA market, and we take a look at some of the advertising. And for a little while there, it seemed like realtors stopped advertising. You know, their houses weren't listed in the local newspapers. We didn't see quite the aggressive uh, number of open houses even. And when the market started to fall apart a year ago, you know, we started seeing a lot more effort being put in. And I was uh, I was mentioning to my wife, I said, you know, it doesn't seem like anybody's doing any uh, any kind of open houses. Just, you know, houses go up, they, they sell right away. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, uh, within about a month, we started seeing every single corner had an open house sign on it. So does that make sense? Is that one of the things that, you know, people start realizing that when a market slows down, people are going to do more and more open houses. So again, 416-872-1010. Love to hear from you uh, this hour. You know, any questions about real estate, but the one I always want to, you know, have an answer to is I want everybody's perspective on realtors in the marketplace. Uh, I'm going to go to another caller. It's Steve from Toronto and Steve, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the show, Steve. How you doing? Great. I listen to your show as much as I can, and I just turned it on, and you wanted to know whether realtors are worth what they get paid. Yeah, I do, actually. You know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, I believe, you know, uh, professional realtors out there, when they're hustling, that's great. But the question is, are they are they worth their full commission? Because a lot of people, a couple of years ago, if you remember, Steve, were saying that they were not. Well, I don't know what you mean by full commission, like 3% or whatever it is. Right. I know it's negotiable, but... How much has housing prices gone up in the last 10 years? 
Well, you and I both know that's a big number. <laughs> okay, and how much has their commission? Their commission has stayed the same. So basically, they are making a lot more money right. due to the pricing of house. So why didn't their commission go down or, or you know, house price go up? Why doesn't their commission go down accordingly? You know, they can do basically, I'm not nothing, but not much, and make 3% on a you know, million-dollar house. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it sure is. So, Steve, would it be would it be smarter for realtors to have a flat rate as opposed to a percentage of the sale of the property? It could be a flat rate or, yeah, you know, a flat rate would be not a bad idea or reduce their commission accordingly. Like, you know, when you're buying a house, like, as you know, a million dollars is average house these days. And how much is, um, you know, a realtor making? A lot of money. That's sure. more than I could, you know, people make that in a half a year, a year. Yep, of course. You know, I, I know, don't get me wrong, they do their work, but... You know, like the guy just was on before. In one day, they sold their house, and, you know, it's happened. I think their commission is way out of whack with the pricing of the housing, the way it has gone up. Their commission should have gone accordingly down when prices have gone up to make, uh, you know, a fair share for the for the buyer and the seller. Yeah, That's, well, you know what? That's a fair comment, Steve, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. I, I appreciate the comments, so... Um, you know, it's interesting, folks, uh, when we talk about uh, when we talk about commissions, again, everybody's got their take on it. Um, you know, if there's any realtors that want to weigh in on this, 416-872-1010, love to hear from you. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to make sure that uh, everybody gets their uh, say. Um, I'm going to quickly go to Stanley from Markham. And uh, Stanley, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. No problem. Oh, you know what? Let's put it this way. Most houses today in Toronto, when the market's good, they sell themselves. They don't really need a real estate deal to sell the house. Uh, the lawyer does most of the paperwork. If you have an issue during the transaction, it's the lawyer who takes care of it. Real estate, I've been through it, and they usually wash their hands, and they say they can't do nothing. Now, to get to my point is, if I have a house, and I, and I upgrade it so I can make a couple more bucks on it, why is the real estate agent benefiting? His commission should be based on the tax assessment, which is way less than the market value of the house. Okay. Well, you know, that's an interesting take, Stanley. And uh, thanks so much for your for your comment on that. You know, it is it is interesting, but it might be a little bit tough because with tax assessments up and down, um, you know, I think almost the flat rate might have been a better suggestion. But uh, thanks so much for that phone call. Um, you know what? We're going to have a lot more. Um, we're going to be going to a quick break. And uh, folks... Remember, uh, 416-872-1010. You can also text me here at the station, 71010. Usual cost applies. But when we've got when we come back, we'll have more. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. So you're tuning in to a two-hour show this week. Uh, we are going to be running right through the hour of four o'clock to five as well. And um, you know, one of the things that I'm uh, I've got the, the phone lines open, and my producers are just waiting for your phone calls. Four one six eight seven two ten ten. And uh, for those of you that are either streaming us from a long distance, how about one eight hundred five one eight five one five one if you want to uh, give us a shout and. Uh, um, just uh, my my producer, actually, um, my my wife, uh, reminded me that actually our seminar is January 17th, not 18th, uh, coming up. So if you mark that in your calendar, make sure you get that. Um, so I'm going to go back to the phone lines, and uh, it looks like uh, Dylene from Whitby has been waiting for a little while. And um, Dylene, welcome to the show. 
Hi, thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. I just want to make a comment with the recent callers that been about just and how they believe they don't work for it. My mother was a um, commissioned real estate agent for 25 years, and I saw all the weekends that she missed committed to her, her clients, the late nights that she would work committed to her clients, because she's working, she was, working around schedule for her clients. They have the most oddball hours, and it's either you are um, – Sink or swim kind of scenario. They work very, very hard for that six percent. Yeah, and the good ones do. Yeah, and so uh, Darlene, one of, one of the things I think we should also clarify to our listeners when you when you mention six percent, technically, you know, if you're handling just one side of the transaction, you've got to cut that in half. Yes. So we're back down to yes. three, three and three. Yeah, yes. and then on top of that, um, you know, they've got their brokers that they have to they've pay. Got their There's dues, their yeah. fees that they have to pay. Sometimes they have to pay for advertising. All kinds of things come out of that. Right. No, and no. It's not, not going to guarantee that it's going to sell and that you're going to get a commission out of it. Yeah. Many times these law will expire and come off the market and you spend all that time and energy for nothing. Yeah. No, that's a great point. So thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate it. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So, you know, we have to look at the, you know, both sides of the coin here. There are people that, you know, they hop into the real estate business and they quickly get their real estate license, try to make money very quickly. But then again, there's the people that have been established as a career and they've been doing it for years and years and they invest in their business. So the real question is, is do you hire a realtor that is a full-time professional, does it every single day, every single day of the week? Or do you go with your friend because, well, they're your friend and you want to give them the money? So again, there's a lot of interpretation when we start talking about realtors. 416-872-1010. You can text me here at 71010. And of course, if it's long distance, that's 1-800-518-5151. Want to hear your comments uh, this hour. If you have any other real estate uh, questions, I'm happy to answer them. But I'm going to go to our board and to Brian in Woodbridge, who's been waiting. Brian, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Todd. I appreciate uh, the chance to jump in. Um, I've been practicing real estate full-time since 2004. Started off Royal LePage, went to Century 21. Last four and a half years, been working for a downtown boutique brokerage called PSR. And I am full service, and I charge full service commissions, and my clients are happy to pay it because I handle every aspect of the whole um, process from beginning to end. And you can always find discount brokerages. You know, they're out there. You know, certainly. So there's a selection. You can order a la carte. You can order full service. The customer, the client, makes the decision in the end. Yeah. And that's their decision to make. No, that's a, that's a great uh, a great comment, Brian. And uh, one of the things I'm going to ask you is that, you know, of course, with markets shifting, you're finding that, you know, if, if property stays on the market a little bit longer, most people are probably more inclined to go to a, not quite a, the, the lower price version of it, but definitely get the full, you know, the full effect marketing, everything else. Is there anything you can recommend people in this marketplace right now should be doing if they want to sell a house? hundred percent. Um, there's marketing plans that are up front that your listing agent interview two or three agents and make sure that, you know, they explain everything that they're going to do for you, but not just for the first two, three weeks for the first, you know, 90 days, because it may take that long, you know, right now to sell a house. Yep. So Excellent. you you have to have a, a plan, not just for the upfront, but for the entire term of the contract. Yeah, perfect. Listen, Brian, a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. 
So folks, you know, Brian makes a good comment. You know, if your house doesn't sell within the first couple of days, what's the realtor going to do after afterwards? Do they have a plan in place? And this is why I always encourage people here on the show, go with a full-time professional. 416-872-1010 is my number here. Text me at 71010 if you have a question. Uh, next, I'm going to go to Renee, uh, who's been waiting quite patiently. Welcome to the show, Renee. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so um, I have spoken to many, many realtors over the years, you know, buying and selling houses and buying industrial properties and things like that. So there's different ways of looking at it. In a good market, like two years ago, if the agent priced the house right, the house would sell pretty well right away. There would be multiple offers. And the good thing about it would be that not only did it get up, tend to get a little bit higher price, but there were no conditions attached to the offer. So it was great for the seller. Not so good for the buyer, but it was great for the seller. So another thing is, like, realtors, if they're not good or if they're a little bit unscrupulous, you know, the fines are like ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. If they do any kind of false advertising or if they mislead a vendor or a buyer in any way, there's the, there's this board, I think it's called the Real Estate Council of Ontario. Yep, RICO, yep. The, the fines are massive. They're, they're not $300 like a, like a stop sign or a speeding ticket. They're minimum five to ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, and they're very, very effective. Uh, the other thing is, you know, like someone mentioned earlier on the show, there's I think there's a $450 insurance fee they have to pay. There's a $1,200 licensing fee, which is higher if someone's a broker. And a broker and a salesman really means absolutely nothing. A broker, all it means is that he has the potential of opening up his own license one day, his own firm, whereas a salesperson does exactly the same thing as a broker. And in my opinion, I see a lot of salespeople that make a lot more money than brokers because they're only focused on selling. Hmm. Um, Another thing is, if you're talking about advice, uh, I mean, I would. If someone was to take a listing today, they they tend to take anywhere from sixty to ninety days to sell, or at least a month anyway. The the the, the one night sales are gone now, unless you're maybe in Forest Hill or or you're in a place where people are dying to get to. Um, I would definitely get a get an agent to explain his game plan, his selling plan, and see if he's got any discounts. If he doesn't sell the house within 30 days, and he could discount his commission a little bit, yep. or or he could, um, you know, show you that he might be willing to do a little bit of advertising, because a lot sure. of them don't want to do that, especially if they don't think the house is priced right. Okay, well, listen, Renee, I'm, I've got to go to a break, but thank you so much for your comments. I greatly appreciate them. Folks, when we come back, we're going to take more of your calls, 416-872-1010, and I'll be right back after this. And welcome back. So just before the break, we had the phone lines open and what the heck, why don't we just keep them open for the rest of the hour? 416-872-1010. You can reach me here or you can use our 1-800-518-5151 if you are going to call long distance. And uh, don't forget, you can text me as well, 71010. Usual rates apply. Um, I'm, I've got uh, actually somebody that's been on hold for a little bit and he's been patient. So I'm going to go to David, uh, David from Mississauga. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Good, thanks. Good. Uh, th- thank you for uh, 
for uh, hosting this. Uh, I'm, I'm not a real estate agent, but uh, I've uh, worked with the real estate agents on, and, and sold seven or eight houses over the last ten or uh, seven, uh, seven to ten years. And um, I actually, I'm actually calling on uh, to, uh, on behalf of them because I actually think, especially the full-time ones, work extremely, extremely hard. And I know there's been discussion about. Um, you know, there's 6%, but you made a point that really that's only half because it's split between buyer, seller, and agent. But uh, many times it uh, can be anywhere from four, um, and I think the average is mostly about five. And it depends on the, when, when, the, when the sales were going uh, skyrocket a number of years ago, the agent that I use, um, she was actually very flexible, said, if, you know, if I'm in on the buy and sell, then I'm not going to be greedy on it. I'm going to reduce uh, commission by a percent or a percentage and a half. So I think most agents are very, very flexible when it comes to that. Plus, often they will incorporate things like staging, and they're working 24 hours a day. Even um, one of the deals that I had to do went back and forth, and I, it's not just a lawyer. The lawyer's got the very last and the, the easiest part of it. It's the signing back and forth. And this agent, while she was on holidays over in, um, overseas, actually was doing the work uh, back and forth. So they're always on call. There's more than just broker fees. There's constant advertising costs and things like that. So I'm uh, 100% in favor of uh, an agent, um, especially a full-time agent. Yeah, you know, David, um, I, I, I agree with a lot of your comments there because, you know, a lot of people have to realize that, you know, agents do, if they're, if they're the full-time people that are doing it, you know, it's not that this is kind of like a spare career for them, but the people that are actually, you know, working 24-7, and, you know, truth be told, that is what is necessary if you're going to be a very, very successful agent in any marketplace. You know, we're finding that the GTA percentages, as you mentioned, a little bit more flexibility to some of them. Some of the outer markets are, you know, still, they could be 5 or 6%, but you're going to find a lot of the GTA, you know, brokerages are looking between 4 and 5. So, you know, all great comments. And, you know, one one comment I can say for yourself and for your agent, obviously, you've you've been very happy with your agent because you wouldn't come on the show, obviously, and and tell tell everybody how great they were. So that's that's great. And thanks so much for your phone call. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, and again, I really appreciate it. And, and uh, for those who are looking at, you know, listing or buying a house, I think when you look at, you know, the 2% or 2.5%, believe me, that's not what they get. It ends up being a lot less once uh, all the expenses and advertising uh, are involved. And, you know, the agent that I use, Margie McNeil, out in Mississauga is just phenomenal. And um, I, I just believe uh, truly in a full-time agent. Yep. So thank Excellent. Thank you so much, David. So, you know, good point, um, you know, that when, when dealing with an agent, you know, by the time, even though the commissions seem like they're pretty high, uh, in the end, not necessarily does the agent get everything. 416-872-1010 is my number here. You know, phone lines are open. You could ask any question. It's a free-for-all weekend. And any questions that you have regarding um, real estate, I'm happy to answer. 416-872-1010. Uh, I'm going to go to my next caller, Randeep. Uh, from Toronto. And Randeep, what do you think? Do real estate agents earn their commissions or are they overpaid? Um, hi, first time caller, long time listener. I love your show. Thank you. I um, was interested in a couple of things. So one, the prices of houses have increased quite a bit. And I, I presume that, you know, the, the income that real estate agents are bringing in increased sort of, um, you know, with, with those increase in prices, you know, how, how do we adjust real estate fees or commissions based on the fact that the prices of houses have gone up 30 or 40 percent 
especially since a lot of these fees were established uh, decades ago and they've remained the same. And the second thing that I wanted to ask you about was a fixed sort of payment fee um, that other countries uh, seem to use. I'm, I could be wrong, but I believe England uses like a fixed sort of cost to, to sell a house. So whether your house is a million dollars or two million dollars, it's the same price. Yeah, and and it's true. Um, just so you know, Randy, there is uh, there is fixed pricing for uh, real estate fees. It can be done. There are other countries that practice it. Down in the U.S., there's a few states that actually do it. They set a fee instead of you know the fluctuation. A lot of times when they set the fee, though, just so you know, you basically have to sign on until the property's sold. Where here in Ontario, when you sign a listing agreement, there's a term of it, and of course, it can be 60 days, 90 days, and then other than a holdover clause, you you don't have to pay the the agent, even if they've done all their work. So um, great comments. And, um, you know, one of the things I will say, though, is that when we talk about house prices and them going up, you know, there are expenses that have gone up, but it's a great point. You know, do realtors deserve the same percentage that they used to charge, you know, 10 years ago when the prices were a lot lower? So thanks so much for your phone call today. So, you know, I, I, I like questions like that or comments like that because one of the things that I think we have to establish is um, most realtors are flexible with commissions and it's not just you negotiating with them, it's actually them negotiating with you and when you see value, if they've done the job, you know, you can actually put a parameter on things and say, listen, if I get this price, then fine, I'll pay you this commission. But if I don't get my price what flexibility are you going to give? So is there a give and, give and take on each side of the of the coin? 416-872-1010 is my number here. You can text me at 71010. And of course, if you're calling from the outer markets, 1-800-518-5151. You can reach us here at the studio. Going to go to a quick call with William from Toronto. And uh, welcome to the show, William. Hi. Uh, I'd like to know how the new uh, rules uh, affect uh, equity loans on a property and going for refinancing, but I don't think I'm going to qualify. And the only reason I, I got the mortgage in the first place was, was because it put a huge down payment, and I've got about 150% equity in this property. Right. Okay. So if, if we're talking about the new rules and regulations, which is the stress test that was implemented, um, William, are you, are you going to stay with the current lender that you've got? I'd like to, but I don't know if I'm going to qualify with him. Okay, so just so you know, and just for clarity for our listeners' sake, if if you all you're doing is a renewal, you automatically qualify. So in, if you don't move lenders, meaning if you take your existing mortgage, when it comes time for renewal and they say, would you like to renew the mortgage, you actually don't have to requalify at that time. Okay, okay. Well, one thing here. Uh, this is uh, an estate that was uh, left to me uh, 50%, 50% to my sister. Right. And that seems to be the problem. Does that the renewal still apply? Um, it, it typically does, except and if, if the financing was done while it was an estate with you and your names were in it. So, oh, no, it was done. Uh, right. It was. Okay, so for the person that's passed on. So, yes, yeah, so this does change things. Okay, you will have to turn around and qualify qualify now. Um, and, you know, again, one of the things is if you've got enough equity in the property, they may consider it to be an equity loan or an equity mortgage. So if there's strong equity in the property, it might be easier. But when we talk about qualification, you know, and, and again, if it's just you renewing, um, they won't let it, they probably won't let you do it because it's an estate at this time. 
Okay, so so what are the regulations uh, then for for uh, for an equity uh, equity mortgage on, on a property? So what yeah. they'll do, of course, you and it'll be up to you and your sister because now if you're the owners of the property, you both yeah. will have to be on on the mortgage itself. So you both have to come in on it. They'll take a look at the amount that you want to refinance on it. And they'll have to establish, does your GDS and TDS ratios work? So one of the things I would advise you to do, definitely talk to the existing loan officer on this one. So at the bank, have a conversation with them because they're going to be able to help you out with this. And it'll give it a little little better uh, parameter on what you've got to deal with. So thanks so much for your call, William. Greatly appreciate it. Folks, 416-872-1010 is my number. You can text me here at 71010. When we come back from the break, we're going to take more of your calls. So remember, 416-872-1010 is my number. And we'll be right back after this. And welcome back. If you're just tuning in, we are going to keep going right past four to five o'clock tonight. Uh, and so uh, if you haven't had a chance to call in 416-872-1010, you can do it now or you can do it in the next hour because we're going to keep the phone lines open for the rest of the show. Uh, and if you're calling from the outer markets, you can always use our 800 number, one 800 518-5151. Almost missed that one. Boy, I got to tell you. All right. Um, I'm going to go to one of my callers, uh, Tammy in Toronto, and she has a question regarding being a landlord. Hi, Tammy. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm really enjoying your program. I've been listening, at, listening to it for the past hour, but I haven't had a chance to hear anything about renters. Okay. And I'm a landlord, and I have a property where the um, the renter is not abiding by the rules of the condo. Okay. Um, although they are paying me well and they're paying on time, but they are constantly doing things that are against the rules of the condo. Is there a way? Oh, and before I continue, I also have a yearly lease with them, and the lease will end uh, by the end of April. Okay, so a couple of things, Tammy. I would like uh, before I would like to know how I can get rid of these people because I really want to end the lease as well. Okay, so it doesn't quite work that way. Um, what do you know? Can you tell me what kind of rules they are breaking? Well, we rented it out to only two people. Okay, and they're they have decided that they they wanted to add a few more people to the apartment. Okay. And uh, that's not yeah. a con- that's not a condo rule, though. So yes, it, yes, it is because the condo sp- knows exactly how many people are living in each unit. Okay, but the, does the condominium in their bylaws restrict the actual number of people living in a unit? Because I can tell you, most condominiums would not get away with that one. Okay, then no. I'm then then I, then I guess I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> well, so let, let let me help you but out with something what though. About what about the fact that my lease with them ends at the end of April? Okay, so technically, the if if you've got a piece of paper that says you've got it rented out to them for for one year, it doesn't automatically end at that point. So what happens is it rolls over to what they call a month to month, and so the only way that you can have a tenant leave is if A, you decide to move into it, or B, you decide to sell it and the new buyer decides to move into it. You can't just randomly kick a tenant out at the end of a lease unless they are doing something 
uh, unlawful or if they're doing any kind of destruction to the actual unit, you can't just automatically say, okay, your lease is up, you have to move out. It automatically does a natural progression over to a month to month. And at that point, if you decide that you're going to move into it yourself, 60 days notice must be given to the tenant. I already gave them notice that we are not continuing with the lease at the end of April. Okay. I gave them that, and I, I send it to them as a registered letter. Okay, and, and what that's was already done? What was your reasoning that you gave them that they're they're going to have to move out? Are you going to re-rent this property? No, I just said I want to end the lease. Okay, but I'm asking you a question: Are you do you want to re-rent this? I want to sell the apartment. Okay, so if you're doing it that way, now keep in mind: technically, this tenant does not have to move out. Okay they can automatically roll over to a month-to-month, okay? So that's right. one of the things. When you sell it, and if somebody moves it, wants to move into it, they can then be owner-occupied. I would be very, I would tread very carefully. This has been a huge, huge hot topic. The landlord-tenant board is being very aggressive uh, to landlords that are kicking people out without a viable reason. The reason that I want is to sell the apartment. Fair enough. We so need, we need the money. Right. So, okay. So that, that, that that's a, that's a good reason. But here's the thing: don't put yourself in a precarious position that would make you exposed to if because if you decide to re-rent it, okay, or somebody turns around and buys it to rent it, they, they, you could be held liable on this one. So again, my advice at this is if they've agreed that they are going to move out because you're selling the property, you could tell them that you're selling the property. You could tell them the value that you're selling the property for, give them the right to buy it if they wish, if they do not. If they decide to move out because they, they're in agreement with you, okay. But if you try to force them out, you will end up in the, in, in the landlord-tenant board. Chances are you could get a fine on this one. Okay, so Tammy, I hope uh, I hope that answers some of your questions on that, uh, folks. You know, I do want to talk about this for a second. Um, and by the way, if you have any other questions, four one six eight seven two ten ten. When we go to the break at the top of the hour, we are going to continue on. It is a two hour special this week uh, here at Simply Real Estate. But one of the things I do want to talk about is is, is landlords. And of course, uh, for most of you that have tuned into the show, you know that you know at the Simple Investor we are uh, hands on landlords. We manage thousands of units, and more more importantly is that when people buy investment properties from us, they have the ability of owning it without having to go through this. But let's let's have a real conversation to the landlords out there. Right now, with almost zero vacancy sitting in Toronto, this is becoming a tougher and tougher topic to deal with. And a lot of landlords are sitting there saying, listen, rents are going up. I want to benefit from that huge increase. You just can't kick people out, folks. It just doesn't work that way. You can't turn around and say, yeah, but I can get $500 more a month, so I'm going to lie, cheat, steal to get my tenant out. It will come back and haunt you. And right now, I can tell you that the fines can get up to $100,000 against a landlord if you illegally have somebody kicked out. And if you turn around and you say, yeah, no, I'm going to move into it, and then you do the quick turnaround and you rent it out yourself again instead of actually occupying it, uh, you're, you're going to be in for a world of hurt. And this is one of those things that I think people have to realize that the rules are in place. And for a lot of the rules, they do not benefit landlords. And um, I would love it if 
our, our, our good premier, uh, Mr. Ford, would uh, come on the show with me one day. I would love to talk to him about what is happening with the LTB, because right now, as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's making it tougher and tougher for people to be landlords. But we have a huge requirement for landlords, and we need more landlords. We need more rental properties. We're basically sitting at a zero vacancy rate. And at this point, it's making it tougher and tougher for people to be able to find a place to live. Look, they haven't solved the problem that we've got with making properties. So in other words, get through the red tape, make things happen quicker. You know, when they start trying to solve the problem with, I don't know, I call it a Band-Aid fix when they say, oh, in 10 years, we're going to be able to get 10,000 more properties built. Well, 10 years, we're going to need a million more properties built. Okay. So the problem is, is that now you're not looking at the big scale. So what do we need? We need the private landlords to be able to own properties and still have the, the, the reason for it, and that's for them to benefit financially, because why would anybody else do it? So in the ultimate way of looking at it, you know, we need to have a discussion in the future about how somebody can be a, a landlord, benefit from it, and also keep the tenants safe and happy and secure, knowing that they're not going to get kicked out. 416-872-1010 is my, my number here. And if uh, when we go to uh, a break, when we t- come to the top of the hour, if you're calling from the outer markets, that's 1-800-518-5151. Got that one right, didn't I, Mike? And uh, also, if you want, you can text me at 71010. Um, you know, that's it's important that uh, we talk about this. Also... My question of the hour, of course, was realtors, are they worth their commission? You know what? Uh, There's also that kind of that myth that everybody hears the word 6%. Truth is, it's probably four or five, cut it in half, give some to the broker. So what does the realtor truly make? And if any realtors are out there and they want to give us their spreadsheet, that would be great because we can talk to you about that later uh, when we, uh, as I said, when we come back at the top of the hour. And just uh, just for everybody's sake, just so you know, I'm going to be having Greg Bennell from BNN Bloomberg join me. Uh, Greg's a, a guest here on the show all the time. He's going to talk to us about kind of the end year, you know, look financially at the country. How's everything doing? Um, and uh, you know what? It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to go to a quick call in Brampton, and uh, it's uh, Dillian, and uh, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I just had a quick question. Uh, just following up from the last caller, what they said was uh, regarding uh, residential property. My question is, on the flip side, if I'm the tenant of a commercial property, uh, and we have a year lease, and uh, you know there is that month-to-month, I suppose, clause at the end of it, um, you know, what are the chances, like, how they wouldn't just simply be able to kick me out or anything like that? That's that's one question. The other question is, in terms of uh, rent control, uh, how much more am I looking at if they, are they able to just sort of unilaterally uh, increase the rates? Okay. Um, so I'm going to answer your quick uh, question qu- uh, quickly. Thank you so much for calling in, by the way. Um, no, to handle your question, I'll do it this way. Uh, commercial lease uh, is not the same as residential, not at all. You don't follow the same rules and regulations. In fact, the landlord has the ability of being able to lock the property uh, um, within 30 days if you do not pay your rent. More so, um, normally most of these have a guideline of what the rental increases are. So if you've got a you know, five-year lease, you can have an option for five. Every year can be an increase. It could be 
1%, 1%. It's normally spelled out. So that's the standard part of the lease. But um, anyways, thank you so much for your phone call. And uh, folks, um, that's, uh, you know what? I can't believe how fast an hour goes. But uh, I want to thank uh, Mike and Matt, uh, my producers here in the studio. They're going to stay with me. We're going to stay on. So uh, folks, when we come back at the top of the hour, we've got a whole nother hour of Simply Real Estate. So I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. Stay tuned. We've got another hour coming up and we'll be back after this.